Good afternoon. Live from Fort Street in downtown Louisville, WFPK presents our weekly live music showcase, Live Lunch. And now, from our performance studio, here's your host, Laura Shine. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for being here today. Great to have you. Are we on? <laughs> well, we were. All right. There we go. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for being here today. Yay! <laughs> we have a uh, legendary performer for you today and his fantastic band. We're going to bring them up here in just a moment. Uh, they are playing tonight at Headliners, and they've got a new album that's just been nominated for a Grammy for this year. Um, yeah. It's called Streets of Baltimore. Before we bring up the band, I want to bring up another legend, living legend with us right now. He hosts Sunday Night Bluegrass on WFPK from 8 to 11, and he's going to give them a proper introduction. Will you welcome, please, country gentleman, Burke Bryant. All right, Laura, thank you. Well, when I got here, Laura asked me if I knew them. Yeah, well, I've met them. It's been a long time. And would I like to introduce them? Yes, I would like to introduce them. And I'll make a little quick note about the first time that I ran across Del McCurry. I believe it was an old Nashville or Red Label 45 RPM, and that's been a good many years ago, right, Del? <laughs> I listened to that, and I thought that was pretty good. So he said, just come on and come on and come on. All right, Del McCurry, folks, just bring him on.
good to see everybody out here in Louisville. Boy, a lot of you here today. Sometimes, you know, uh, not a whole lot of folks turn out for the radio show. We got some out there. They can't get in, can they? <laughs> well, you can come on right there, and you can still. Or maybe they got a uh, they got a speaker out there, I guess, don't they? <laughs> good to see everybody. Jason Carter on the fiddle and Rob McCurry on the banjo. <laughs> And Ronnie McCurry playing the little mandolin and singing. <laughs> Alan Bartram back here on the big old bass. <laughs> Good to see Laura out here again. You know, we get to come here about once a year, you know, and, and, and do this. And I like to do a, a little intimate show like this. You know, we play to some big folks. Not big folks, big crowds. <laughs> Most of them are little folks. <laughs> Got that backwards, didn't it? <laughs> but you know, it's good to, to play to, uh, to to small crowds like this, you know. And in radio stations, you know, I used to play. I used to play a lot on small radio stations, and it'd be it'd just be like that many people standing outside the glass watching you do your show. You know, that's about all there would be. The rest of them's out in radio land. You know? <laughs> but you know, uh, the lady mentioned Laura mentioned a minute ago. Our, the latest record is entitled Streets of Baltimore, and uh, it's up for a Grammy, like she said. And, and we, uh, we've been up nine times. We didn't, we didn't win that many times. We, we did win one time, though, <laughs> before this. <laughs> Hope you folks are voting for us. We're going to win this time. <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, we did this album, and uh, this, this song that we're about to do, Streets of Baltimore, is kind of an afterthought. Uh, I thought, you know, after we got most of the songs together that we were going to record, we, uh, I got to thinking, you know, I, I met Bill Monroe in Baltimore. I, a lot of things happened to me there, you know, because that's where I, that was kind of my training ground was playing those clubs in Baltimore. And back in the late 50s and early 60s, that was a big town for bluegrass folks, I'm telling you it was. It was, there were a lot of great, ba the first band to ever play Carnegie Hall, bluegrass band that is, was playing a little old club there in Baltimore. It was Earl Taylor and the Stony Mountain Boys. And it's a long story. I'd tell you the whole thing. but <laughs> I knew all those guys back then, you know. And, and anyway, they were there before Bill Monroe, before Flatt and Scruggs, before any of the big bands were there. Earl Taylor and the Stony Mountain Boys played Carnegie Hall. But anyway, I thought, you know, um, I should, uh, should write a song about Baltimore, but I, I didn't have time. <laughs> we were too close to the end of the record. <laughs> and I said, let's just do Streets of Baltimore, which is an old Harlan Howard song. Harlan Howard wrote that years ago. And I think Bobby Bear recorded it, didn't he? And I never asked him if he heard our version of it yet. He probably don't like it, though. <laughs> I'm going to get Ronnie to help me sing this. Streets of Baltimore. <laughs> I'm not sure I know it. 
confer with the band to find out what the next line is. <laughs> Ron said, I think it's best to start it over. <laughs> okay. You won't have to take the intro there, Robin. No. Okay. <laughs> Sold a farm to take my woman where she longed to be. We left her kin and all her friends back there in Tennessee. I bought those one-way tickets that she was banging for. And they took us to the streets of Baltimore. Her eyes, they shone with laughter when she saw those city lights. She said the prettiest place on earth is Baltimore. time that we get these boys to pick you a little tune. W would you like to hear a fiddle tune or a banjo tune or a mandolin tune? <laughs> You're like those folks at the Grand Ole Opry. They never give you a straight answer either. <laughs> yeah, usually somebody will holler out, fiddle! Real, real quick, you know, or banjo. <laughs> what do you think? All right, it's going to be banjo this time. He's got a record coming out here soon. It's a record of a whole bunch of tunes that he uh, recorded, and I really like it. And there's one on there that they play two banjos on, and I like that really. 
It's a really great song, tune. But anyway, he's not going to play that for you now. You can only play one at a time. <laughs> no, we did record one with uh, Ronnie played the, the tenor banjo on. It came out really, really well. But, uh, this is a tune I learned from uh, Don Reno. He recorded this tune a long time ago, and I believe it, it goes back to the, the uh, New Orleans jazz uh, band. Uh, I believe that's where it came from. Because, uh, you know, we we did a record with the Preservation Hall Jazz Band, and I was playing this tune one day, and they said, oh, we know that one. And they started playing it their way. Different key, different speed, but same tune. It's called the Limehouse Blues. <laughs> We want to do some all aboard. Well, we might try that for you. Let's see. How long has it been since I did that? Oh, yesterday. <laughs> no, I hadn't sang that in a long time, and so we'll, we'll do this, and then we'll uh, we'll do a couple more songs from the record that we just mentioned, and hopefully I can remember the words this time. <laughs> but this tune, this tune. Uh, we get a lot of requests for this, and I hadn't sung it in, in a long time. And you know, if you don't sing something for a while, you, you forget the arrangement and the words and all that, you know. <laughs> and uh, 
There's only certain numbers from a record that you really remember. The rest, they're just kind of wasted, you know, because you don't ever do them again after you record them. <laughs> and, but this one here, I knew I had to relearn this song, so the boys take a big part in this singing of this, too. So. <laughs> it's title All Aboard. <clears throat> Keep 
Mary Band on WFBK's Live Lunch. I think they like you. And uh, they're playing tonight at Headliners. They have a new album called Streets of Baltimore. We're going to talk with uh, Mr. McCurry here in just a moment. WFBK Radio Louisville's Live Lunch series is made possible by listeners like you. And thanks also to the City Cafe with Citywide Delivery for any event for providing lunch for our members today. Next week on Live Lunch, we have some experimental rock out of Philadelphia. They're called Man Man. And uh, we've been playing them here on FPK. They're going to be playing at Zanzibar next Friday night, and they will be here for live lunch. You can go to WFPK.org, see who else is coming in the next couple of weeks, and listen to past programs there as well. Well, it's a, such a pleasure to have the Del McCurry Band with us today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Laura. Good to be here. Great folks. You got great folks. <laughs> <laughs> we have great, great, great people here in Louisville yes. for sure. Uh, congratulations on the nomination for Best Bluegrass Album for Streets of Baltimore. That's Thank you. Fantastic. That's the, the yeah. Grammy Awards. It's the 56th annual. It's going to be on CBS January 26th. This is your 10th Grammy nomination. Um, are you all going to be performing on the show? No, we won't. We, we'll just go out there. And it probably won't, it won't be televised because they always do like the bluegrass early in the day oh. <laughs> before prime time. Yeah, all the best stuff. I know. They, they, they do all the best stuff off camera. I never, I've never understood that. I know. Um, but, but still, it's, it's, it's a great honor and, and well-deserved. Uh, Streets of Baltimore is the name of a song that Bobby Bear recorded. That's right. Yeah. It was. Mm -hmm. And then also it, it refers to where you kind of got your start. It does. Yeah, I, I played there quite a bit, you know, back in... Uh, I started out with a band called Keith Daniels and the Blue Ridge Ramblers, and that was probably the first time I ever played in Baltimore or Washington, D.C., or, uh, you know, in that area, uh, away from home, that was. And uh, and then, too, we used to play the uh, Old Dominion Barn Dance, the New Dominion Barn Dance in Richmond, Virginia, which was on Saturday nights with, with Keith. And also, I played a, a TV show in Washington, D.C., on Saturday nights called, um, I forget the name of it, but it was on Channel 5. Mm -hmm. And Don Owens was the one that, uh, he was the promoter there. And the, uh, there was a band there called the Bluegrass Champs. Anybody know who that is? Don't you? Did you ever hear the Stoneman family? That's who they were then. They were called the Bluegrass Champs. Because they had been on TV, they'd been on the Arthur Godfrey Talent Shouts scout show now if you're as old as i am you'll remember that but if you're not you won't <laughs> but you can look it up now <laughs> yeah you can but anyway they, they were kind of the stars of that tv show there and, and we played it a lot and but what i was getting around to uh, this band in in baltimore there's a lot of bluegrass bands playing clubs in baltimore and probably the the the, uh, the best band i would say at the time of course that's that, that it remains to be seen, I guess. But Earl Taylor and the Stony Mountain Boys were there. And they, Earl Taylor and Sam Hutchins had been playing with Jimmy Martin over in Detroit. And so they, they quit Jimmy Martin. When Jimmy Martin went back with Bill Monroe, he went back to play with Bill Monroe again. And they came to Baltimore and they had a band there. And they were the first band I told these folks a while ago. They were the first to play Carnegie Hall. But anyway... There was a guy that had been playing guitar with uh, with Bill Monroe in the late 50s, and he moved to to play that TV show in Washington, D.C., and then they lost the show, so he moved to Baltimore. And he played with Earl Taylor for a while. Then he got his own band, and I started playing banjo with him. That's what I started doing. You know, I, used to, I played it about 11 years, I guess. And uh, Bill Monroe 
changed my mind and made me probably get tired and sing lead, you know. <laughs> Although the first show I played with him, what I was getting to, he came to get Jack to play, to go to New York City. Well, they didn't have a banjo player, Bill Monroe didn't, so they took me along and Bill offered me a job. And I didn't, I didn't take him up on it because I liked playing with Jack. He was more my age, you know. <laughs> and I was kind of afraid of that big town, Nashville. <laughs> Although Baltimore was probably bigger than Nashville, you know. But anyway... Uh, that's uh, that's what then then after I quit Bill I played a lot of clubs there and so you know I, had, uh, I owe a lot to Baltimore and a and a DJ named Ray Davis he used to play bluegrass on the radio it's back when they called it all hillbilly they didn't say country music they didn't say western swing they didn't say bluegrass it didn't have a name it was just all hillbilly music you know it was all lumped together. I, mean, I had no idea that Baltimore had kind of a bluegrass scene going on. I had no Let's idea see. about that. Yeah. yeah it, was. it was actually, I thought, bigger than D.C. Uh, the gentlemen, the country gentlemen, they, they got started in and around D.C., but they did on account of Buzz Busby and the Bayou Boys, who were there first, you know, in D.C., and, and uh, Buzz Busby was kind of the, the leader of the band, and Charlie Waller was playing guitar with him, and and he got in a car wreck, and, and they got this guy, this young kid named John Duffy to come play mandolin at the club. <laughs> and they liked that. So then they became famous, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, when was the first time you heard bluegrass? What, 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 when you heard it and you thought, this is what I want to do? I probably heard Blue Moon in Kentucky when I was about that big. <laughs> no, I did. I heard my, my oldest brother, my older brother, he's nine years older than me, and my dad, my father, used to listen to the Grand Ole Opry every Saturday night. And that's without fail, you know. There wasn't no TV then. And, and so that was all they had. And, and they listened to, and my oldest brother, when he, he got old enough, he, got a, he, he went off the farm, got a job. And then he was making big money, you know, and he could buy records. So he was buying all these 78 RPM records, you know. <laughs> Bill Monroe and Lester Flatnerl Scruggs had just started up together, you know. And they had a tune, Roll In My Sweet Baby's Arms. And and I played that thing, and I thought I, I was, it looked like I was going to wear that record out because the hole got about that big around there. <laughs> and that's what. You were a fan of Earl Scruggs, too. I right? was. Yeah. And so I played banjo, you know. But, I, but he taught me to play guitar when I was about nine. My brother did. And, and so I don't know. I was, I was hearing bluegrass before I even knew what it was, you know, on the Opry and on the radio, you know. Um, you did not do music full-time, though, for a, for a period of time. I That's understand true. you worked in the logging industry? I did, a long time. Um, let's see, I, I got this job with Bill Monroe, you know, and we was traveling all over the country, and I had, had a job offer in California playing <clears throat> with a bluegrass band. They had a TV show there in, in uh, Huntington Park, and they were called the... Uh, oh, name slipped my mind the uh, it was it was a golden state boys yeah there you go it's the golden state you know <laughs> so so i i i quit i quit and and got married and moved to california and took a job with that band all in a week <laughs> That's a lot and my, of wife, my wife got homesick i didn't know what that was like you know because i was never homesick i I could lay down here and go to sleep. It didn't bother me a bit. <laughs> I didn't have to be in somebody's home going to bed, you know. <laughs> but she did. She really got homesick. And, and so I had to come back to PA. And that's when, 
Then, and we started raising a family, and I knew I had to really get <laughs> buckle down, you know, and get a job that had a steady paycheck, you know, which the music in those days didn't have. <laughs> and uh, and then, the, uh, of course, all the kids got through school, and we got kind of independent, and uh, we moved back down to Nashville, you know, in 1992. Is that when your, your sons were already playing music then? They were already point? playing yeah. by this time. They'd been playing... They'd been playing since they was like this big, too. <laughs> yeah. Was that something that you had encouraged, or they just looked no, at you? No, I tried they... to discourage them all I could. Is that right? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, knew, I knew if they go through school, they could get, you know, they could make a lot of money if they wanted to. But but they like music, you know, and I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't stop them from playing, you know, and wanting to play, because I knew what it was like. It's all I ever wanted to do, too, you know, when I was a kid. When did you make the decision to make them a part of your band? Uh, well, you know what? They just kind of sneaked in. <laughs> they were both young when they came in. Uh, Ronnie, uh, I, I was going with a four-piece band, fiddle, banjo, mandolin, uh, no, I mean guitar and bass, without a mandolin player at the time. And, and Ronnie, he had, he had been playing, you know, at home, and so he started going out on the road with me one summer. Yeah, I should let him tell you a story about this. Yeah, go you ahead. Come on up, Ronnie. Go ahead and tell him about it. Ronnie McCurry. <laughs> He'd do better I can. <laughs> Hello, Laura. Hi. Well, um... This'll take a while. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody gonna need to go to the bathroom? Anyway? No, I just no, it's it's pretty short. I I'd only been playing about six months, I think it was, and he put me in the band. Really? I wanted to yeah. do it, but yeah. he didn't. He didn't reject me. <laughs> <laughs> was this? Did you ever have to do like an audition for him, like an official kind of thing? No, I mean, no. Yeah. I I had I started playing the violin at school at nine and I uh it didn't take me too long I played about a year or two and I kind of got tired of that I didn't like how slow things moved you know you only learned a few couple songs in a year you know and it was kind of boring for me and and I wanted to play something else and the mandolin and the fiddle are the same fingering so it's just a difference in a pick and a bow really so I picked up the mandolin and he didn't have a mandolin player so Within six months, I was in the band just playing rhythm, and he showed me how to start songs to call the kickoff, you know, kick off a song or take a solo, and boy, I'd be nervous, you know. <laughs> right. I remember, uh, I remember that very first. Uh, I started in May, May twenty eighth, nineteen eighty one, and in June, I think, or July, we went, we went to New York City, and. Uh, the banjo player at the time was his name was Dick Smith, and uh, he would repair banjos and do whatever. He was just really he was a great player and understand understanding of how to play and all that. But he uh, he brought a, this kid with him. He said, "Dell, would you mind if this boy would?" Uh, he came down here from New York to get his banjo worked on, and he needs a ride back to New York City if we can give it to him. And Dad said, sure. And so I was 14, and and this kid's name was Bala Fleck. Oh. <laughs> right. Right. And I guess he's he was probably 20, maybe, or 19 or something. I remember that we went to New York, took him there, rode up to the bus, rode the bus up there. Dad always drove the bus, you know. He drove till just a few years ago. And uh, it was Lincoln Center, 
No, we, we were at, uh, it's called the South Street Seaport. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was, uh, we played music out there on the pier. And he had showed me how to play Bluegrass Breakdown, and it, which was a great tune that Bill Monroe wrote. So I got up there to play it, one of the very few tunes that I could play. And it was a jam at the end, and Bela Fleck was up, and everybody was up playing. And, <laughs> and I started into it, and my pick went floop. Oh, no. And it flew up. Oh, no. <laughs> and just, I lost my pick, you know. And uh, I was just looking at it. <laughs> it was close to the East River, that's for sure. And I was just looking at it, and Dad said, well, pick it up. <laughs> but that was a long time ago now. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, happens to, happens to the best of you. And then Rob came along. You know. Rob, Rob McCurry on banjo, right? Yeah. Um, yes. Rob McCurry on banjo is what we just said. Um well, you guys are just fantastic. We're so thrilled to have you here today, and we want we we want to hear some more music, of course. And uh, "Streets of Baltimore" is the name of the new album from the Del McCurry Band. Let's welcome them once again to FPK's Live Lunch. Well, you know, there's a tune. Uh, well, I forget the gentleman's name that recorded this first, but. Uh, Title Misty, you ever hear that tune, Misty? Did you? I always liked that song. Who was that comic that recorded it? Ray Stevens. He's popular for comedy records, you know, but he's a great singer and he recorded it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't look Ethel and all those, you know. <laughs> Mississippi Squirrel, yes, that was a great one. <laughs> But I hope I can do this for you, and it's entitled Misty. One, two, three, four. Thank you. 
can say that you lead me on, but it's just what I want you to do. Don't you know just how hopeless we are lost? That's why I'm following you. See, that's the first time I've ever sang that in public. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got some rough edges, but it worked, you know. <laughs> you know, a lot of the tunes that you do on a record, you know, you go on, you record this record, well, then it might be six months till it comes out. By the time it comes out, you forgot all the songs you recorded. <laughs> and to, to start with, you, you have read them off a piece of paper anyway, and you gotta, you got to learn a bit of lyrics then, you know, but... Uh, did, did you have a, a question? I thought, oh, I thought somebody had a question. an <laughs> itch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you know, we could do a question and answer, but maybe we don't have time for that. I don't know. We, we like to do those kind of things, you know. <laughs> Should we do the other one then? You sure. Sure, this one here. Now, this is a brand new song. I don't remember if I play it like this or if I play it like that. You know, this... this. <laughs> See, you can play it like... This, or you can play it like that. <laughs> Which way did I play that? The first one, I think. <laughs> the first one, okay. <laughs> Probably sounds better that way, doesn't it? This one was written by our good buddy. I know you all know Larry Cordell. He had a, he had a partner, I think. Is this the one that he wrote? Yeah, I thought so. But... Uh, this one I think is getting most of their play right now, and it's one entitled Big Blue Raindrops. Big blue raindrops only hurt me now. I 
it don't look like it's ever gonna stop breaking my heart these big blue Actually, the name was Lefty Brazil, you know. But he used to sing this years ago. And, <laughs> and I recorded it uh, pretty early in my career, I think. Uh, I did it way before Willie did, I know that much. <laughs> I think Ronnie recorded that with Willie, didn't he? Ronnie did a record with Willie. Not too long. It was a bluegrass record, yeah. All right. If you got the money, honey, I got the time. <laughs> Fun, baby, all the way down the line. 
rocket and we'll have a time. We'll hit all the night spots, dance, drink beer and wine. show somewhere and, and some lady started throwing money. <laughs> I didn't pick it up, but these boys did. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I don't know what to do. What do you think we ought to do, guys? How about Vincent? Vincent? Vincent. Yeah. What else? <laughs> well, I guess we could do that. Yeah. That's an awful long song now. Well, that'll make up for that short one we just did. <laughs> Think we should? All right. Well, let's see now. There's a long story to this, and I ain't gonna tell it to you. <laughs> we got plenty of time, I guess. Hmm? Oh yeah, we do. Two. Two. Okay. All right. <laughs> And I've seen you at the corners and cafes and seems Red hair and black leather, my favorite color scheme And he pulled her on behind And down to Knoxville they did ride Said James to Red Molly Here's a ring for your right hand But I'll tell you in earnest I'm a dangerous man I fought with the law Since I was 17 I robbed many a man To get my Vincent machine Now I'm 21 years I might make 22 And I don't mind dying But for the love 
Thank you, everybody. Have a great weekend. You've been listening to WFBK Radio Louisville's Live Lunch, made possible by our contributing listeners. Andy High is our recording engineer. Paul Nevitt runs the house sound. And WFBK's Live Lunch is produced by Stacey Owen.